So this is Tina and Sarah, and this time I remember to say our names. <laughs> and what we're talking about today is the three stages of Taurus. Now, third stage astrology is based on the understanding that every sign has three different stages of development, three different personality types, and that every sign has a very long-term spiritual purpose that each person is working to express in their own individual way. Because there's lots of individual paths. Even when you look at the sun signs, themselves. And once you look at a person's birth chart, you have complete uniqueness. But <clears throat> what I've learned is that we stay the same sign for a long series of lifetimes. And we go through three stages with each sign. Now each stage lasts for three or four lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So there's a very, very long process going on. And when we get into the later stages, we're always affected by and influenced by the earlier stages. So some of the things we go through in life although they're going to be connected to and reflected by our early life experience and our experiences in this lifetime, a lot of them are really affected by what's happened in, in previous lifetimes mm -hmm. that we aren't necessarily consciously aware of. And as we go through these stages, there's a point where we become a lot more conscious of what we're doing and what's going on in our life, and we start to put the whole package together so we can fully express the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's interesting about the stages is that each stage, no matter what stage you are in any sign, has a certain point of view that it looks at life from. And so in terms of compatibility, we're most compatible with people who are at the same stage that we are at. Now each sign has a purpose that it's trying to express over many lifetimes. And Taurus's purpose is to be the embodiment of unconditional love. Now, what's interesting about that is that in first stage of every sign, we're building a basic foundation of what we're trying to express. So at a deeper subconscious level, a first stage Taurus knows that their purpose is to be the embodiment of unconditional love. And they've tended to subconsciously think, well, that means I should love people unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And you would think that is exactly what it means. And it's not wrong, but it's also subtly not quite the full story which Taurus finds out later on. But in first stage, the goal is to love people unconditionally. And the best way, again, at a subconscious level, to love people unconditionally is to love people no matter what. So the best way to love people no matter what is to love people who don't love you back. So Taurus in, in first and second stages is the sign of unrequited love, which is sucks. But in first stage Taurus, people don't, aren't bothered by that. Is, because, it also, is it also that people love love them and they don't love them back too? Or is it always that? that yeah, that, that happens in the later part of second stage. Okay. That's a very strong, strong pattern, which we'll get to. And, you know, I'm, I'm going, we're going to do a series, or maybe it's already up now, of what, of the different signs and the heartbreakers of each sign. So at certain stages, people break other people's hearts. Now, the ironic thing is poor Taurus gets their heart broken for a long time. And then some of them, not all of them, reach the point where they become the heartbreakers. <laughs> so that's where people love them and they don't love them back. In first stage Taurus, sometimes people do actually love them back, but circumstances prevent the, prevent the couple from being together. So that's a very, very common experience in first stage Taurus where you love someone and, and they're very far away geographically, you can never get together. You love someone, the parents don't approve, you can't marry. You love someone, they get thrown into prison for the rest of their lives. You know, there's all kinds of ways that can work out. But 
another very common situation in first stage Taurus is an arranged marriage where the Taurian really falls in love with their partner, but their partner doesn't love them. But the other thing that's kind of fascinating is, again, first stage Taurians, they stay positive, they stay optimistic, because another thing that the subconscious knows is that everything will be okay in the long run. Now, the subconscious is connected to the higher self, it's connected to our soul. So its idea of the long run <laughs> and the personality's idea of the long run are two very different things. <laughs> because for a first stage Taurus, the long run means a few lifetimes from now. But the personality tends to think, well, it'll be okay. I'll just be loving. And, and how, how can I go wrong? How can I go wrong with being loving? So in my book, one of the one of the first stage famous first stage Torians I describe is Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> and Pepe Le Pew, he's always in love with that cat, and the cat doesn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> but he's always optimistic, and he's always romantic, and he just is sure it's all going to be working out just fine. Pepe Le Pew is never unhappy. <laughs> always pursuing. Yeah, always pursuing. <laughs> And this, un this unconditional love, it, it shows up primarily romantically, but it also tends to show up in family situations, where a lot of times the Taurus is the only person who's really loving and giving very unconditionally to their family, and everybody basically just uses them. But they don't really worry about that, because it's a joy to do things for their family, it's a joy to give. It, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not really penetrating their armor. So if you know somebody who is just a super love ball and is just very kind of innocent about life, and, and they're usually pretty competent in what they do, they can be kind of talented, and they just go along and nobody seems to love them back and they don't seem to notice, <laughs> that's a first stage Taurus. <laughs> and, and, nice, and it's nice to get that practice and, and that experience of how good love feels. But by the end of first stage, the person suddenly realizes like nobody cares about me nobody's loving me back and they can have a very very deep romantic attachment to somebody and that person that they just can't be with them that person doesn't love them back and it, it, there's a there's a collapse that happens and so it feels like it feels sort of like you've been walking on one leg for miles and miles. And if you're strong, you can walk on, you can hop around on one leg for a while, but after a while, you're going to fall over. <laughs> so I think of, I think of, you know, in, in uh, fiction, the, the story of Romeo and Juliet is a story of two first stage Taurians right at the end of the collapse, or they're into second stage Taurus because in second stage Taurus, this romantic love that is tragic and can't be fulfilled, it starts to get very dramatic because now the person is feeling the pain of it and they're frantically still trying to find that great love and express that great love. And it keeps on not working out. And there's often a parent that the Taurus person is, feels very unloved by. There's this unrequited love of, of, a, of a parent figure or sometimes you feel like both your parents don't care about you. But there is often that, you know, almost in the Oedipal or Electra complex, there's a real, um, you know, real rupture in that relationship. That's kind of pretty common. And so second stage Taurus people, as they progress through second stage, they begin to compensate for this emptiness. And some people will, will decide, well, I can't rely on love. I'm going to rely on money. So when I think of the, of, the, of the 
of the phrase, diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's to me a Taurus phrase. It's a Taurus motto. <laughs> Money is going to be the thing I can rely on because I can't rely on love. Not going to work. The person's getting cynical. Are they consistently in relationships or like, are they, are they the type to always be in a relationship? Because they're, they're not always in relationships, but they are the type to tend to be in relationships or to tend to be emotionally attached until they get to that diamonds are a girl's best friend point. And sometimes they're like, ah, forget it, <laughs> but they'll still get tempted. They can, they'll, 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 they'll be resentful towards the opposite sex or the same sex. If, if that's their sexual preference because they've been hurt so many times, but they can get, they can get seduced back into a situation that then it turns out that again, I'm not being loved. Mm-hmm. Another thing that can happen in second stage Taurus, and it can still often be while the person is still involved in relationships is they're, they're, they're compensating through different addictions. Mm-hmm. So a food addiction is a really common one for second stage Taurus because it's a way of getting, of giving yourself that love mm-hmm. that you're not getting in, in your personal life any other substance abuse addictions, sex addiction can, can also be a, a, a second stage Taurus trait. And as they get into the late, late part of second stage, some of them have sex addiction along with a, a, such a resentment that instead of trying to love other people unconditionally, they're testing people and trying to get them to, to prove you can love me unconditionally. So this is the real heartbreaker, classic late second stage Taurus heartbreaking heartbreaker personality that is really drawing people to them. And, and, you know, you can get two Taurians together where one of them is, is not in that really bad late second stage piece. The other one is anywhere else in first or second or second, third stage Taurus. And they're trying to unconditionally love us over and over again, this late second stage Taurus who says, prove that you can love me unconditionally. And they'll keep on throwing them curveballs, betraying them, treating them nasty. The problem is they'll never be able to accept that unconditional love because they feel so unworthy within themselves. They feel they know they're going against what is their highest value in life by acting the way that they're acting. So they just feel so incredibly unworthy themselves that they just will never let that love in. So it's this no-win situation. So it's perfect for another Taurus who's not, who's not, come out of that first and second stage Taurus piece. The other thing that happens in second stage Taurus is that a more subtle form of, of that can happen is the person is always looking, going after the, un, the unavailable person. So if somebody becomes available, suddenly they're losing interest in them. Yeah. So if they can actually have someone who really loves them, it's not fitting the program. It's not giving them that rush. It's not, it, it's not some of them can be romance addicts. And romance addiction is just about being addicted to that brain chemical, that initial rush that for tourists definitely goes along with this person is someone I can't quite have. Now, everybody that's a component in romantic love, for everybody, we need to have that sense that this person is rare, we might not have them. There has to be that little bit of a risk factor, this might not work out. If someone doesn't have that, you just don't feel that chemistry the same way. But for the second stage Taurus, that's accentuated to an extreme. So I want this person, I want this person, I've wanted them for so long and suddenly they're there. Oh, I don't think I'm really that interested after all. I didn't, this person doesn't, isn't looking like what I thought they were. <laughs> so it kind of sounds like, and you know that one of my, one of my main exes is a Taurus and that's yeah. one, someone that we, we've talked about quite a bit. And um, he would basically come in, disappear, 
you know, yeah. come back, back and forth. Is that kind of like, um, I wouldn't even say it's a second, third, right? It's still second. Yeah, it's still second. yeah. Um, you know, with love me so hard. And then it was like, you know, the fact that I loved him back, he couldn't accept that. Is that kind of that back and forth? Yes, yes, um, yes. Admitted to the fact that, you know, he would disappear in relationships, but now he's, he's in a relationship. So I kind of, you know, uh, it, it's interesting that Tauruses can actually stay in relationships too in that stage. So what do you think that that's about? Because they can stay in relationships. Well, if they've gone through second, third stage, or they reached a point in second, third stage where they broke that pattern, obviously they can then be in relationships, but they can also be in relationships with the person who keeps pushing them away while they're there. Mm. Yeah. If, if there's a way, if someone's really bound and determined to get their second stage of Taurus, <laughs> they have to, they have to do that. They have to make themselves constantly unavailable. They have to be elusive. They have to kind of push the other person away. Yeah. You know, it has or is, to... it, is it possible that there's unrequited love there too, that makes them feel comfortable? Is that exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's and now another thing that can happen in late second stage Taurus is that the person gives up on love. And so someone who really wants them, they will get into a relationship with, even though they don't have feelings for that person. And yeah. they can have, a, they can have a, 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 a humanitarian lover, you know, a, a love as a friend or, a, you know, I love you as another person. I appreciate you as a being, but I'm not in love with you. And it almost feels safe because after a while, the heart's been broken so many times. Yeah. You just don't want the pain anymore. Yeah, that seems to be my experience with it and through my discussions with him and just learning about a Taurus is the fact that, you know, he could get into these long-term relationships and say, you know, I love them, but I'm not in love with them. But like he could stay for years. So, yeah. Yeah. but with me, it was completely different. So it's just interesting to see kind yeah. of different dynamic, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the by the time we get to the end of second stage of any sign we're at the point where we've had enough <laughs> and we want to figure our lives out and we want to find out the truth no matter what and so the person goes into second third stage so by second third stage if, if a taurus was a person who comes and goes they start noticing they're doing it because a real second stage taurus just doesn't understand what's happening they just think oh this person wasn't who i thought they were or Oh, I have to run back to this other situation. They, they don't, they don't have self-awareness. Pain usually is the, the, the motivator to get us into, into second, third stage in any sign. So when there's enough pain, the person does, um, want to figure it out no matter what and dig down and they start observing themselves. So in second, third stage, the most important thing is to observe everything you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and start to analyze yourself and, and people who are not in second third stage often think second third stage people think too much they're too analytical mm -hmm. but what taurus needs to do is find a way to uh, to unravel their pattern so for every sign there's there's particular keys to the riddle of transforming themselves from second stage into third stage now for taurus the key of course is to first of all really recognize how loving you are as a person. I mean, even the ones that have been the really bad boys and bad girls and really pushed people away and been mean and nasty and prove that you love me even though I'm unworthy of love, they still contain a, a very loving nature and that shows up in many ways and it's their real self. So for people to realize that 
I, I am very, very loving, and my purpose is to be the embodiment of unconditional love. And to recognize that there's one thing that they forgot to do, which is they've loved everybody. Who have they not loved? Well, obviously it's themselves. <laughs> so a second third stage Taurus needs to learn how to have the same degree of unconditional love for themselves that they have had for all the other people that they've cared for and loved in their lives. And again, this is the love shows up in all relationships. It just in, it just shows its most intense patterns in in the romantic arena. But again, some second, third stage Torians have had a lot of heartbreak with their parents or family members or children. Having having an unrequited relationship with a child can happen in, in second stage Taurus too. What are their relationships like in second, third stage? Are they able to have healthy relationships or is it more they're working on themselves more than anything to? Yeah, they, they still have struggles in relationships in second, third stage. Once they've mastered this, the, the flow of love, then they break that pattern. But second, third stage is about breaking that pattern. Their relationship with themselves becomes paramount. So it's really important for them to learn how to really fall in love with themselves, learn who they are. And it's, it's tricky to do that because you can intellectually understand that you're a really valuable person and intellectually have a real love for yourself, like yourself a lot, but it's not the same as having this pure, pouring, moving, flowing, powerful form of unconditional love that you express towards other people. So it's about having that flow towards yourself. And in our society, that's not considered very, very, a very desirable trait. <laughs> you know, are you going to be egotistical? Are you going to be too self-involved? Why should you be in love with yourself? You know, that's, that's narcissism. But this is the opposite of narcissism. It's true, unconditional self-love. And what happens is, it's very interesting because Tauruses have banked a huge amount of really positive love karma because they had so many lifetimes, even if they were a jerk for a while, they've had so many lifetimes where they really did love very unconditionally in a very dedicated way. So they've got all this wonderful positive karma sitting in a giant bank account in Switzerland somewhere with their name on it. Yeah. <laughs> so the moment that they can get that unconditional flow of love to flow into them and to give it to themselves, but also to receive it from spirit, mm -hmm. to receive pure divine unconditional love, that is an objective force that exists all around us at all times. We're living in a sea of unconditional love. People who leave their physical body for the final time in a lifetime dive into that pure unconditional love and they report back that love is all that matters. Love is all that is. Love is all that exists. So that is still, that is there even when we're in an incarnation. That pure, powerful love is there. So a second, third stage Taurus learns how to fulfill that that zen koan of <laughs> the one hand clapping which is how do i love myself and how do i allow divine unconditional love to pour in through me and as soon as they do that it reverses this flow and it and it liberates this giant karmic bank account of, of you know where they're multi-billionaires of love <laughs> and what will happen is that they'll they'll attract someone who loves them in a very very powerful deep unconditional way and they're also able to accept it yeah, nice. to be saying no i can't oh i'm not interested in this or i can't i can't i can't fulfill it so while they're in the process of learning how to love themselves unconditionally learning how to receive unconditional love it's very important for them to really develop their strengths and develop their talents 
And because Taurus is a talented sign, Taurus is an artistic sign. And so to develop those traits, one of the symbols for Taurus is the nightingale, one of the ancient symbols. And to me, the nightingale, is, it's, so, it's so haunting and wistful, but it, it, also, it, it also, to me, it's, it evokes all this creativity and it talks about song. Taurus, is, Taurus rules the throat, so it rules the throat chakra, which is our, our creative expression, the energy of creative expression in our bodies, in our energy bodies. So to, uh, to develop talents and skills, whatever they might be, and they often are artistic, but sometimes they're other things, that is a concrete, practical way to really develop that self-love. So once the person has that fully developed, then they move into third stage Taurus. And third stage Taurus has very positive, fulfilling relationships. They have positive partnership and they are a pure embodiment of unconditional love. They are profoundly in love with themselves. They are profoundly in love with humanity. And it's a sign, and sometimes some of this will show up in second, third stage. It's a sign that is often politically involved. So they, because, un, because unconditional love that is expressing itself in a pure way to all beings and to all of life, it does, it does care about that greater world in some way. And I mean, Buddha was a, was a third stage Taurus. And um, I forget people's names, but the, <laughs> the lead singer of U2 is a third stage Taurus. I can't remember his name, but he's always involved with, with um, you know, going in and speaking to heads of state about the things we need to change in society, the things we need to change in the world, the things we need to do for the world. It's Bono. That's what I'm Bono, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the third stage Taurus. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's interesting about all the signs is that in every stage, there's a different part of our psyche that is a dominant factor. So in first stage, the dominant factor is the conscious mind. So the first stage Taurus is sitting there in their conscious self, and all they consciously know is, I love the people I'm close to, I love the person I, who is my partner, if I have one, and I just want to give and give and give. That's a very simple perspective. They're, they're kind of affected by their subconscious understanding that they're supposed to love unconditionally, their subconscious understanding that everything will turn out wonderful in the long run. But the conscious mind is the dominant part of them. In second stage, the subconscious mind is the dominant part. So a second stage Taurus, a person born into second stage Taurus has no memory of spending three or four lifetimes loving people who never loved them back. They have no conscious memory of that. But their subconscious mind knows that they definitely have done that and it's in pain and so it's reacting second stage in any sign is reactive on the basis of the subconscious memories and the subconscious compensations of what they went through in first stage what they're continuing to go through in second stage third stage the higher self or our true spiritual being is the conscious part of the personality so in second third stage for everybody we are learning to make contact with our spiritual self with our higher self and using that contact to transform subconscious patterns that we've carried for a lot of lifetimes. So, so the, the, the transformations between the stages will last for between approximately one to four decades. So as far as the soul is concerned, that's a very short time. And the personality, it feels like a long time. It feels like a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of things to get through in a very short time because it's a lot of old stuff 
coming from a series of lifetimes. We're looking back six, eight lifetimes when we're in second, third stage. And we don't have to necessarily remember what happened back then. Some people, their charts indicate that that's a more valuable thing for them to do. But we certainly, it's important for us to work with the basic principles and, and work on transforming them so we can get into that third stage where we're really expressing our, our full purpose. And there's a, there's a definite happiness and satisfaction that's at the foundation of our day-to-day -day life experience when we're in third stage. Yeah. In second, third stage, it feels like, will I ever get there <laughs> a lot of the time? But it's also very inspiring because you're learning so much all the time. Yeah. So over those lifetimes, you're not necessarily getting to third stage, but your soul is wanting you to. So that's why you're going back over three or four lifetimes, right? To get yeah, that's right. to third stage. Is it possible in that this may not be an answerable question, but is it possible that first lifetime that you, you get through, you could get to third stage? It, it's really dependent on your, your soul, right? And like what you're yeah. willing to do. Yeah. And older souls do tend to crossroad. And I'm glad you asked me that question because I'd forgotten about the crossroads. Because <laughs> <laughs> for every sign at the end of first stage, there is an opportunity to go directly from first stage to third stage. So if someone happens to be watching this, who's been that very innocent, loving person, who's just unconditionally loved everyone in their lives, and is suddenly realizing no one's loved me back, you're at the crossroads. So you can collapse and go down into second stage for a series of lifetimes, or you can do the first third stage transition, which means doing the work that a person does in second third stage Taurus in, in first third stage Taurus. And it's the older souls that generally will take that leap. You don't have to go through second stage, which is so much pain and so many repeated patterns. And, you know, you're just digging yourself deeper into a pit really for a long time in second stage. So for first, for first third stage Taurus, it's really about doing those same thing that a second third stage Taurus does is to recognize how unconditionally loving you are, which is a no brainer for a first stage Taurus. Yeah, I guess I am. They don't necessarily see the value in it in a, in a way that should make them feel proud. They just are that way naturally. So it's a good idea to really say, wow, you've been amazing. Look at what you've done. Look at what I've done. This has been really special. And not to feel resentful about the people not loving them back or about situations where they couldn't be with the person they love, but to just understand, oh, part of me set this up this way so that I could really express unconditional love. Now I want to be the embodiment of unconditional love. So it means unconditionally loving myself the same way that I've loved everyone else. It means turning to the spiritual dimension of life, not in a complaining way. Oh my God, why am I so hard done by? God, why have you abandoned me? Why am I? That, that's heading down the slippery slope into second stage. But it's, it's more about embracing that, that infinite unconditional love that's there in every moment and, and receiving it into oneself and having it expressed through oneself. And that just transforms all the patterns. It transforms the negative patterns and it, and it shifts the personal patterns in the person's life and it, and it takes the person straight to third stage. And there'll be a really very pure, pure quality to the person if they move from first to third stage. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's interesting with Taurus is I, I, I correlate Taurus to the myth of Bacchus and Ariadne, mm -hmm. the Greek myth of Bacchus and Ariadne. And the, because the story really perfectly describes the three stages of Taurus. Now, Jason and the Argonauts were the Greek heroes that were sailing all over the different islands and doing things. And one of the things that Jason's, one of Jason's goals was to, to acquire the golden fleece. 
And the Golden Fleece was owned by King Minos. This is magical, um, you know, a pelt of a, of a, of a gold ram, just yeah. interesting because there's a certain connection between Aries and Taurus. And Jason went to the court of King Minos and he decided to steal the Golden Fleece from King Minos. And, and Ariadne, who's King Minos's daughter, fell in love with him and she helped him steal the Golden Fleece. So he got caught and King Minos sentenced him to, to go into the labyrinth. Now the labyrinth was this dark cavernous, and they've actually found it archeologically, what they think was the labyrinth underneath King Minos's castle, uh, where people were put into the labyrinth and they could never get out because at the, at the base of, or at the center of the labyrinth was King Minos's half bull son, the Minotaur, who was this great big horrible monster that would tear people limb from limb and, and kill them. So Ariadne was distraught, you know, that here's her, here's her, her lover is going into the, the labyrinth, I've got to save him somehow. So the, the, the first stage Taurus piece in this story is when she falls in love with him and, and goes against her father and in it, on a, on a spiritual level in mythology, father almost represents self because it represents our own higher self. So she actually went against herself in order to love this person. That's what, without thinking really about it, because in the story you're thinking it's an external thing, it's my dad, oh, you know, he can, he, can, he can put up with losing one little golden fleece, he's got so much stuff. <laughs> so the second stage, Taurus, begins when Jason goes into the labyrinth. So one other quality of second stage Taurians, especially as they progress through second stage, all these painful experiences that they go through deepen them, which is why it's not necessarily a mistake to go into second stage at any sign, because it does deepen us. It, it, it deepens them and they, they begin to have, even when they're still in second stage, they have a certain, often have a certain understanding of human psychology. So she goes off and she finds a magic bowl of string that she gets from somebody, I forget who, and she gives it to him, she gives it to Jason before he goes into the labyrinth because this, this, this string will, will help him. He, 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 he puts it behind, behind let's, drags, it, drags it behind himself, leaves a trail of string behind himself, and it will allow him to find his way out of the labyrinth. He still has to kill the Minotaur himself, but he, okay. he does that and he follows his magic ball of string or follows the trail of string back out of the labyrinth. So this is what second stage Taurians will do. They give people really valuable things that they can sort out their, their inner demons and you know, heal themselves. And so Jason finds, comes out of the labyrinth, finds Ariadne, re-steals the golden fleece, and he and his men and Ariadne sail off into the sunset. They camp on an island overnight, and in the morning Ariadne wakes up alone. And this is the constant betrayal <laughs> that Taurus keeps going through. I've, I've given him so much. <laughs> I went against my own father. I gave him everything he needed to sort out his demons and he's abandoned me. So she's distraught and she's, she's sitting by the ocean with her head in her hands and she doesn't know what to do. So this is the end of second stage. And along comes the god Bacchus and he sees her and he falls in love with her. And Ariadne's first response is, go away. <laughs> I don't want any of it. <laughs> and this, of course, is the natural first response in, in late second stage Taurus. First of all, can't accept unconditional love. Secondly, cynical. It's, it's not real. How can I trust you? 
Thirdly, why would I be worthy of a God's love? Nobody really wants me. I've not, I've not been able to really live my true purpose. Plus, Ariadne needed some time alone. <laughs> she spent some time alone at the edge of the ocean, and the ocean is a symbol for the subconscious, for that great collective consciousness, which she needs to commune with and needs to get to know herself and needs to have her own understanding of that greater divine being. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she stays there by the ocean for a while. Bacchus keeps returning and keeps wooing her. Eventually, she says, yes, okay, she accepts him. She falls in love with him. So now she's in third stage. And then as a, so Bacchus turns her into a goddess, which of course is when we get into third stage, we are, we are united with our God self. We are our God beings. And she becomes a special protectress of women. So if a woman was being attacked by somebody or persecuted in some way, they could, they could call on Ariadne and she would assist them. And that's that social justice aspect of third stage Taurus that, that, that she was expressing in the, in the, at the end of the story. That's really interesting. Yeah. Really cool. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Oh, I guess that's the story of the three stages of Taurus. 